0: Africa Green Tech, with this approach of social entrepreneurship tries to solve environmental and social problems with entrepreneurial ideas. Because if you donate something, you destroy the market system. Our message is we come to invest in your village. We are not here to donate you something. We only provide electricity, cool chain and access to water. We don't interfere. In the business market, we really help small businesses to decide what they want to do and how they want to do. It also gives us this feeling of giving back something because people really appreciate. They sing for us. There are so many songs written in Africa about Africa
1: Green Tech. most of our clients are even fans. Bonjour, bonjour, and welcome to Mission First the podcast to learn from successful entrepreneurs, changing the world for the better. In today's mini-series, my guest is Torsten Schreiber, founder and CEO of Africa Green Tech, the company which empowers small businesses and people in Africa through sustainable energy solutions. In this second part of the interview with Torsten, we covered how to rethink the way of doing development aid and use a bottom-up approach and help the communities and how, as a for-profit company, they set the right price for the service they provide. When you talk about the investors, you explained me in our first call that, you know, you take the loans from the investors and you invest in 10 years in the community. Explaining me, I put some notes that citing against some NGOs and fossil companies who are not really happy. So how does that work exactly, like the investment for the investors, and how are you... That's in competition, maybe with some NGOs. Yeah. Well, with NGOs, we are not really in
0: competition, also not really in conflict. But what we request is to rethink the, the, the way of doing development aid. Um, in the last 50, 60 years, our media and even these NGOs was bringing a picture from Africa to the, into the heads of the global north that Africans um, are the poorest and the uh, hungriest people on the, on the planet. And we only need to help them that they don't die on hunger. And this creates a picture that Africa is only for donation. Um, it's not for business. It's not for uh, these people have not the chance and also not sometimes the right to, to have their own decisions and their own self determination. And on the other hand, you have this global uh, players which need the resources, uh, uh, from Africa to produce their products. If you look to our smartphones, to our computers, to electronics, 90% of the components comes from the African continent. And, um, so they just, um, suck out their, their resources with, with all, yeah, with all, with even with weapons, with, um, Destroying the the environment, destroying um, the society, and these both poles are part of the problem. What we what we see and Africa Green Tech with this approach of social entrepreneurship tries to solve um, environmental and so- uh, social problems with entrepreneurial ideas, and um, that we also ask uh, NGOs to rethink because if you donate something you destroy the the market system and um, if you look to uh, an example like chicken um, they import chicken from from europe um, what we don't eat anymore because we only like the the, the, the fillet and we don't like uh, the bones so all this waste goes to africa and destroys the local chicken industry it's one example the same you see with fish and um, with other um, resources, so we we with our market power, we often destroy uh, the small ideas what African people try to do by their own, their own, and we are quite neutral. We only provide electricity, cool chain, and access to water. We don't interfere in the in the business market. That's the 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 big advantage, and I think also the the great Part of our company that we only provide basic infrastructure and that locally and decentral and autonomous. So uh, we really help small businesses to decide what they want to do and how they want to do. And um, but I see many many wrong ways of of NGOs doing um, work. It was a good idea. It was a, perhaps a good hard to help but on the end they destroy very important market systems on the on the paper you are
1: a for-profit com- company
0: yeah in the spectrum of ngo to pure profit africa green tech is the, is positioning as mission driven for profit
1: i think what i read and also you know, what you explained me is that you try to empower people to achieve more Self determination and growth through sustainable energy solution, and you know, you you talked about this bottom up approach that you talk a lot to the community. Can you explain me a bit why you try to have this bottom up approach and uh, talk about this example you gave me and about the well, for example, in in the village and how you overcome that part? Yeah, this is
0: very important part of our success and also a good advice I can give to anybody who want to in the rural areas of Africa most of the projects coming from the government and their partnerships so somebody in washington who works at the world bank decide that that region will be have that solution then they make a tender companies from all over the world, india china europe the united states offer their solutions the government takes a loan from the bank buys this solution And on uh, coming on the ground, there's no developed um, platform or, or ground because people are often not informed that they are part of any program. And so you have not this acceptance from the, from the, from the people, from the community.
1: They don't involve the users.
0: Exactly. And we're coming exactly from the opposite way. We start, we visit the village. By ourselves, we sit down with all elders, with the um, women, with the um, imam, and we hear, we just hear how their life is, what kind of agriculture they use. We, uh, there's one part, they make mangoes, one part make cashew, others are in, in, in um, trade. So as we understand how the village works and what they need, um, we developed the project um, as a customized solution to these people and um, then we start together with them planning the, the the ideas we we show them we we make comics so we have we have a part, kind of um, comic course. structure storytelling um, because many of the villagers are analphabets so we have always people from the region who speaks really the na- native language it's often an ethnic language. In, in these areas, only the mayor or the teachers speak French or English. The others really speak a local language. So we really take care that everybody in the village understand the message. And our message is we come to invest in your village. We are not here to donate you something. So don't come to us and ask us for any corruption or for, uh, for any commission. We don't give you anything. What we do, we are ready to invest our own money, and you can buy our services for a fair price. And this message is new, because most of um, this experience, what they have, is that somebody comes and promise something. And we 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 see in in many many villages that people are really desperate from their own governments, because um, they receive big funds from U.S. bank from anywhere, but the money. Never comes to their villages. It stays in the capital. They see that the president buys a new airplane, you know, and, <laughs> uh, and that's what, what we really make different. We come on our own risk. We sit there and um, people appreciate that a lot. And especially if they know our story that either comes from Mali or from, from Africa and live in Europe with me and she takes her husband out of Germany, comes to this village to re- hear what people have to say and this brings us this certain respect um what is so important to accept any project development and um, this is it, it's uh, it's not easy it's not the easiest way but um it's also gives us this feeling of giving back something because people really appreciate they sing for us i mean there are many so many songs written in africa about Africa Greentech, the children even sing that, and I mean, this, you know, it's, it's a different way of, of, of being human. It's not business, you where know, coming, Hey, where, what market we can find here? How many pieces we can sell? We really come and we take care. And this makes this magic between Africa Greentech and its clients. And, um, most of our clients are even fans and uh, from fans to be a supporter is, it's not long I can tell you a little story um, one of our first villages we, we opened in, in, in Mali we invited also uh, the mayor from the um, villages around and there was 50 mayors coming to the inauguration and after that 10 of these mayors invited us to their village to make the same thing so have in Africa also this strong effect of, um, uh, seeing is believing because, um, the access to media, the access to information is quite low. So people really want that you do what you say. And if you do so, and Africa Green Tech often most, mostly uh, comes, if we say we come, we coming. And this gives us this uh, reputation of, um, Yeah, responsibility and of um, sustainability. What is
1: so important for then running a project on the long term. So you are like you're getting fans. You're creating a brand like the way Apple is that people are so fan of. But on the electricity side, which is which is really nice to hear because I hear so many people, you know, saying that not everybody like can develop product like Apple in a way that they are appealing to consumers, especially in the B2B side, that B2B products or you know, when you think about it, solar panels are not sexy as such. But here you have a fantastic story to tell. So I really like that part. Just to understand this, the, the part about when you explain, so you know you have this entrepreneurship bottom-up approach involving the users, which is great and which is you know the way to go, I think, if you want to develop products that stick and work. When you say you sell them are your customers like private customers usually? And if yes, how do you develop a price that everybody can mm-hmm. afford? Good question. The electricity market
0: in the rural areas in the global south is, you, you can say, in uh, split it in three parts. One part has access to a national grid. So the national energy provider decides the price. This price is, in most of every African country, uh, um, highly subsidized. On the other hand, you have isolated sites, villages, even cities which are not connected to the national because they are too far away from it. And in this sector, Africa Green Tech is working as a mini-provider. So we we also implement a network uh, with a three phases, 230 volt, what is comparable with the national. And then the, this party um, this, these are small villages 10 20 families live and they're mostly home solar systems or so known as pico systems are uh, yeah distributed what I don't like so much because they, they they make people even poorer but that we can explain later. So we have to look at this mini grid mark and in this grid market, uh, the World Bank estimated 210,000 sites in sub-Saharan Africa to be electrified by 2030. And this is exactly our market where we are focused on. And what Africa Green Tech does is that we not selling just electricity, we offer our clients different tariff systems. And this tariffs, as I told you before, uh, customized to local economy. So, if we see that we have many farmers which make once a year or two a year revenues, it's difficult for them to pay every month electricity because they have once a year, if they sell their crops, if they sell their products, they have money in the pocket. And then six months later, they have to invest in in grain and um, to reinvest in their, their farm. If you have, on the other hand, a village where you have... Traders, because there is a national road going through, people have every day, every month, they have revenues. So we customize tariffs. And these tariffs are focused on the needs of these people. So you don't have to provide somebody who only needs lights in the evening, um, a, a huge amount of electricity. But if you have a welder, he needs more electricity than 100 families together. And um, this is our strong um, USP, I can say, that we we have this flexible tariff system. We can even, because it's highly digitalized over smart meters, if you look, if the national football team is part of the world championship, we even can uh, program the, 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 the whole side that only television are working, you know? So we switch off everything. And uh, it's an it's a good example how flexible we are and how how digitalized our system is Coming back to your question the question is also can people afford this electricity And here we have a mix culture calculation so we provide as internally subsidized tariff for poorer p- families we call this tariff one what is quite, comparable with this Pico systems. So this is 50 watt to 80 watt. People can charge their phone, people have light in their house and perhaps uh, uh, can run a small radio. And all other groups are making money out of our electricity. So we call them productive use. And these people triple and even have sometimes five to 10 times more revenues because they have access to a reliable source of energy. And these people pay a little bit more than these others. And with that, we make our revenue. So our profit comes out of these people who also make profit. And the others, we we give them the the electricity not for free, but for a price where the production costs and the sales price is quite the same. So it's a pure social business.
1: Have you already put a number on the impact you have? amount of families or uh, people you've helped?
0: Yeah, so far we are active in 30 sites in Senegal, Mali, Niger, and Madagascar. And um, in these 30 sites, they're living about 150,000 people. Not all of these are clients, but they profit directly from our services because they can buy, they can request services out of our clients in these 30 sites there are about 1000 small companies who are created after we electrify the village and these 1000 small businesses they created i think on average two to three jobs and uh, but you know there are so many side effects for example if we provided the streetlights, the security of a village is much better. So, outside from the village, people invest in in new buildings. They they buy um, ground there because the ground is illuminated in the night. So, there are many side effects where we even don't know but they are part of our theory of change. So, in the moment HET is proud that we can impact 11
1: out of the 17
0: SDGs.
1: If you are busy and might not have the time to listen to all episodes of this podcast, just a little tip. Sign up for my newsletter on gtimpact.com. You will receive the summary of advice from each episode and you will get personal recommendations on which episode you should focus on depending on your current challenges, your industry and your startup stage. Have a nice day.